Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Digest Productions podcast, episode 87. I'm your host, Josh, or J. Maskers. Uh, no Kyle this week. He's uh, he's off at some family gathering, probably for Labor Day. We're recording this on the 5th. I'm um, joined today, though, special guest, James G. Robertson, an author. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. This is exciting. <laughs> You're our first first author we've had on the show, so that's cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, so do you uh, do a little reading or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I well, my uh, you can't see it. I don't have the camera uh, turned on on the call here. I have what three, four, I have five bookcases in the office alone. Oh wow! Out in the out in the living room and our, our bedroom. We, my girlfriend and I do a lot of reading. She does a lot more reading than I do, but yeah, we we're big fans of books. Sounds like yeah, sounds like you're yeah. getting a big collection. <laughs> we we like our uh, we like our reading. Why don't you tell yeah. people a little bit about like what kind of genre you you write in and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so. Uh... Well, my name is James G. Robertson, and um, uh, I started with the dark uh, fantasy series. Um, it's called Next Life. Uh, it, I also call it the Next Life Universe, which is the website, nextlifeuniverse.com. Um, but basically what it's about is I was going through, uh, I guess you could say, a religious religious transformation at the time like questioning the things around me rather than just believing what i've been told mm-hmm. um and so the premise for the book is um the gods have actually lied to us and all the religions uh there are gods but they created those religions to cause conflict on earth to breed warriors in a sense so that we could help fight the invaders after we die in what i call next life which is just the afterworld which is the title of the first book so So, i'll ask this right here at the beginning are like the books connected or can you read them individually um they're all connected but um the first two i would say you could read in either order um, okay, that's good because I ordered the first book, but it got delayed in shipping. So okay. I, I, I bought the second one and I've been reading that on my phone. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so, <laughs> so, so the uh, the reason for that is because the second book is a uh, prequel story for one of the characters that you meet at the very end of the uh, first book in the uh, okay. ep- epilogue. So, so you kind of get introduced into the world and what's going on and everything in the first book, but then the second book it will introduce you to one character. Third book introduce you to another, mm-hmm. and then I think I have planned the fourth book is also going to do that, and then That's it's cool. going to circle back to where the first book left off, and then oh, cool. you kind of get a little more expansive information um the reason for that (laughs) is that i kind of like tell my readers it's like a mix of like uh i guess you could think stephen king meets the dc universe in a way so it's more of a darker dark fantasy Mm -hmm. horror type uh setting and (laughs) no it's cool i've been enjoying it i uh like i said i've been reading uh the ripper right oh she's your second one and uh I've been really enjoying it. I got, I'm probably about like 40% of the way through. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It 
it's so bizarre. So I, I usually use like a, like the Apple books app. If I'm going to read anything on my phone, normally mm. I would just read a physical book, but I was like, Oh, I'll get it on the, the Kindle app here. And yeah. I have no idea like what the phrasing means for it. It just says, so I'm on, I'm, I'm 31% of the way through. Okay. Okay. But it says location 1073 of 3425. Yeah, I, 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 no, I have no idea what that means. I have no idea either. It's, <laughs> it's such a weird thing because I don't have a Kindle, but uh, yeah. I, when I when I publish the book through Amazon, uh, mm. it has like a preview of the Kindle, so I, I know what exactly what you're talking about. So like when I'm trying to find a page to make sure yeah. everything's looking okay, I'm just like. All right, <laughs> just gotta yeah. scroll through them basically or kind of guess uh, like yeah. what the numbers <laughs> represent. I opened it up and I was like, it, it went straight to um, like chapter one essentially. And I was like, right. okay, I, I'm looking at it and I, I tap on it to see like how many pages it's gonna be and like the current because you can adjust like the font size and everything and that'll change mm. how many pages there are. Yeah. And I, I tap on the screen, I'm like, I, I can't wrap my head around how this works. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Four thousand pages. What? I was like, this is not what it said. <laughs> yeah. But no, I've been yeah. really enjoying it. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I was uh I was going like uh broad instead of directly with Amazon because uh, I hate doing that. <laughs> but uh, they have such a grip on, especially the ebook uh, market. Hmm. Like they have like I think seventy yeah. percent of the market. And then they don't let you run promotions unless you go directly through them. So like, interesting. Yeah, you can't do like uh, discounted prices. Like you can you can change your price of the book, but it won't yeah. say like it's discounted for. I from you can't run brand. like a, a promo essentially. Yeah, so it kind of hurts your sales, especially if you're just starting out. Like for bigger mm-hmm. author authors, I, I don't think it'd be much of a issue going wide, but obviously. For indie art authors, yeah. when you're just starting, I, I, I've learned <laughs> that it's yeah. probably better to go through them directly, at least for the ebook. Um, mm. Paperbacks, not so much, and I don't like their printing, so I didn't go through them at all for okay. that. So I yeah. use dra- Drafted Digital for my paperback side of things. So, um, but yeah, uh, Amazon kind of gets you. Especially in the American market <laughs> for ebooks, <so. laughs> which sucks. But what can you do when you start? Just gotta gotta accept it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though. Yeah, I have to I have to look into that. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, how did you get into writing in the first place? Like, was there something that drew you to it that made you decide, mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna write a book, <laughs> and then another one, and then another one? <laughs> well, um, I would say that's a good question. <laughs> um for the for the first for the first book um i started it about 10 years ago i want to say like um uh this was like uh after i did like uh i got my associates and then i kind of like just i was writing i don't know why what what made me do it but one day i was just like all right let me start writing because because i always like a uh, fantasy story anyway yeah and, like like I said, I was kind of going through the like uh, process of mm-hmm. thinking about the afterlife and, and the aspect okay. of our real world. So that's kind of where that inspired from, and I guess that kind of pushed me to write more. But mm-hmm. I I only got up to like I think the third chapter, although mm-hmm. I did like a huge rewrite. 
um, for it. So, <laughs> um, so that happened. And then I went to college, got my bachelor's, and I also was just moving around for a bit, um, trying to find my way. And then uh, two years ago, not I guess it would be, my dad kind of fell off and got uh, broke his hip. So um, I had to stay with him for a bit and help him out. And so I was like, well, why don't I just start on this book since I'm not really doing too much else. So, yeah. so, so I finished it, or I didn't finish it at that point, but I started back up and then I finished it last year in May, I want to say. April, May, somewhere in there. So, <laughs> yes. And that is my writing, what got me back into it. So <laughs> just, just circumstances, I guess you could say. Nice. Yeah, we did. I've... So I've never published anything. Don't let me kid you. Like I'm a, I'm a writer, but like, uh, <laughs> like we, I've been doing stuff like that, like for years. Like I was, I remember when I was in second grade, my friend and I, I don't remember what God has started on it, mm-hmm. but we would just sit down and we'd write all the time. Like, and, uh, we're sitting there we, we wrote like a 50 page story or oh, something nice. like that. And then, uh, I, I forget how, I don't know if I, there's, I don't think I typed it up. Someone had to have typed it up though. And uh, we typed it up, printed it out, and I was like, cool. It's like 50-page little story we wrote. And I remember going with my grandmother at like 8 o'clock at night. She was watching me on like a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And we went to her work, and she went in, and we, we printed out. We did like a copy, and we made like 20 copies of this this uh, book that we made. And we printed out, and we went to school. I went back to school on Monday, and my friend and I were there. And she and I were handing out like for like a dollar or two dollars at school, selling <laughs> little copies of our, our story we wrote. Yeah, well, that's like, pretty cool. Though. cool. Yeah. yeah, so we we did that, and then like middle school, maybe sixth mm-hmm. or seventh grade, uh, I had started like writing again uh, about a story, and the original I I have no memory of what we wrote about in second grade. I have absolutely no memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I did like middle school was. Uh, it was sort of like not post-apocalyptic, but is uh, like war-torn. Uh, the, the world was kind of consumed in war, and uh, it's like just different groups of like uh, individual kind of scrapped together bands of people, kind of okay. fighting to try and end the end the conflict. And oh. I I started writing that, and then it would go on and off for a while. I remember my aunt is super into uh into like writing. She doesn't. Uh, she does like a lot of letters, like very short um, little like novellas, I guess you'd call them essentially. Yeah, yeah. And uh, nothing published again, but she she just always loved that and she loves reading. And then when they'd come home to visit, she'd always like, she'd we'd go to like a cafe and I'd read what I had for her and she'd always love that. And then mm-hmm. one summer we went to, we went down to visit them in North Carolina and uh, I, we were just kind of like hanging out the house and I ended up writing like 200 and some pages uh in a couple of days while we were there oh wow. i was like this is awesome it's awesome <laughs> and uh it ended up being like 300 pages maybe on it was just like uh like lined like uh notebook paper essentially oh okay, okay. Uh, it's like 200 some pages of that i never even typed it up but uh i went back i found i have a i have it in a binder uh over on the one bookshelf here actually in the office and i went back and read it like i don't know maybe during quarantine at some point mm-hmm. and i was like holy crap this looks like it was written by a middle schooler yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place like it yeah 
it the tone shifted at one point. I was like, this. I mean, it's a it's a great twist, but my god, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, I was like, yeah. where did this come from? Like, this is this is bizarre. It just went off the rails. Yeah, it's something oh. I might revisit at some point. But <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I've always enjoyed that. And then more recently, I've gotten back into like I guess it's called high fantasy, mm-hmm. like like dragons and stuff like that. Not so much dragons, um, but stuff like that. Uh, I've gotten back into that, and I I took this really weird approach. I was like, you know what? This is something I'm actually like really interested in. So I'm going to like go all in on this. And so I spent a ton of time. I made it's on it's hanging on the office wall here. I actually designed a map for like this world. Oh, and nice. I sent it to I'm not like a great artist. So mm-hmm. I designed the map. I made all the locations on it and everything. And I, I hired an artist. I'm like, can you just redesign make this, this to make better? It better? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, just have it look nice. And he's like, yeah, I gotcha. And he did such a good job on it. I was like, thank you so much. He's yeah. like, this is really cool. Thanks for sending it over. I was like, yeah. So I have that hanging up here. I did that. And then I've gone through and made like the different houses and I've come up with like the, the the actual like characters inhabiting the world. And it's like I've gone like this. I'm like working my way from like the outside in almost where it's like mm. I create the largest scale possible. And then I, I get more. And then more, you kind of like just pick a region and get yeah. like what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, that it's, that that works, though. It's it sounds like you're more of a plotting, plotting writer type rather. Than I guess me. I. I just kind of like, it just comes as I go, I guess. (laughs) I guess, yeah, I guess I look back on like what I'd written originally. I was like with the, like it from middle school. I was like, okay, I can't do that again. Yeah. (laughs) This has to make, at least make sense. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, it's, I I have been like sort of actively working on it. Um, Mm -hmm. I just have so many other things going on too. So it's it's something I keep coming around to where I work on like, I have like character sheets. So I have like all the information on like a number of the characters. I'm still working on those because I just, my thing was I want it to feel like the I want the world to feel alive. I want the characters to feel real, you know? Yeah. I don't want to have yeah. like some random person where it's like, yep, character A walks up, it says hello, and then they're just useless. It's like, no, nah, I want them to feel real. I want it I want the that's, world to feel real and alive. That's that's one thing, because uh, I, I did like a book contest for my first book. Um mm-hmm. okay. and that was one thing people said I did well was characters. Um nice. and I don't know. I I really like, uh, I liked writing uh, The Ripper. He was probably like, he was super fun. I, I like those eccentric characters. Though, so <laughs> I, It's interesting because I feel like, I, I don't know if it's every single time, but I think most of his, you have him rhyming most of the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, I thought that yeah. was interesting. It gives him a little bit of a flair. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a fun character to write. Um, I don't know why I chose that. It's just like, all right, let, let's, go, let's go with something different. It, it does give him his own feel, though. I, I appreciate it. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. were talking about uh, artists. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I originally did, like, my own art, and oh, I'm no nice. artist. <laughs> so I went back and uh, I work with this guy now. He's done the updated covers for the first two books, mm-hmm. and then he's also done the third book cover, which nice. that'll be out sometime next year, probably late next year, because I'm currently working on the audiobook for the second book i'm doing it like i said you can listen or read to those in either order so i'm nice. um, doing the second first which should if everything goes goes well sometime next month it'll be out it's nice. it's gonna it's gonna be a crunch but <laughs> <laughs> and then uh i've slowly been hiring voice actors for the first book as well because i'm doing like a 
uh, it's like a audiobook audio drama hybrid. Um, so I have okay. different different characters speaking with uh, different voice actors, and then you'll have some background sounds and some uh, mm-hmm. sound effects along with that. But I'll also have the narrator kind of explain where narr- where he does in the book for the most part. Um, I mean, mo- there's some areas where like. Obviously, I don't need to say like the sound happened when you hear it, so I just take I don't I don't record that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we actually had a guy on. I think it was Midas. I think he was the one. He did voice work for like, uh, like horror, like short horror stories and stuff like that. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, it's... yeah. The the main writing I've been doing recently has been uh, for the descriptions of the podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. They really got out of hand for a while. Like I think uh, three or four episodes ago, maybe. It was like six or seven paragraphs. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is That's... length for a podcast episode yeah. description is far too lengthy. Yeah. I, I like, mean, ah, man. maybe you should do a blog on the side. <laughs> I, well, it started out like one or two sentences, right? Where it's like, hey, we talk about this this time. And I was like, mm. I, I think even from episode one, it was like, it's like that fantasy theme, right? Where I was like, yeah. oh, the heroes embark on this journey. And then it kept getting a little bit more in depth and more in depth. And I was like, all right, well, it's. I'm enjoying writing these. It's a lot of fun. And then it just got really out of hand where I was writing way too much. I was like, I got to break this up across a few of these episodes. This is just (laughs) like, this is way too much. People are not going to want to read this right now. They're here to listen to a podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I've thought about taking them and just like taking all of the episode descriptions, putting them on their own thing and like kind of retyping it. So it makes a bit more sense and flows a bit better Mm -hmm. uh, and and kind of putting it as its own thing. But, it's just yeah, we'll it's, it's a lot of work going back through all your old content though yeah yeah <laughs> it's a lot of work com- like getting the new content out like even right now like we're trying to work on getting like our youtube back up and running oh, but okay. like between like i like between my work schedule and my co-host kyle's uh it's it's a pain because i'm yeah. the only one that knows how to edit uh mm-hmm. he has a very basic understanding of it not to like throw him under the bus or anything <laughs> but like it's not like his that. specialty and yeah. it takes time like right now we have uh there's a thing we did called green hell which is like a you're surviving in a jungle that's like mm-hmm. eight and a half hours of video i have to edit oh, wow. through and I, I started on i was like ooh, this is gonna take some time yeah because i have to sit there and i have to watch through the entire thing and then i cut out like all the parts that are like all right this is super slow i can cut out this and then it's like all right i cut out all the the slow parts Maybe I'll be down to six hours or so. I have no idea how long, how much is going to be cut down. But it's like, all right, cool. I cut all that out. Now I'm going to sit down, rewatch it all again, continue to cut it down into more manageable chunks, and then separate it out into like ten to fifteen minute segments. It takes so long. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I know. Editing <laughs> is the one thing I hate, especially on the audio side. Like mm. that that takes hours to get because you have to balance everything and then mm-hmm. get the sound effects to not be overtaking the audio and then make sure someone didn't send you a voice line with something messed up in it like there will be like a little pop or something you have to yeah. try and add it out and it's just yeah yeah <laughs> audio work it, it's been <laughs> it's been weighing on me because i've been working on the audio book for months i want to say oh geez yeah because yeah, <laughs> i'm doing it all by myself like obviously mm-hmm. i hire out the some actors for some pieces but uh i do a couple of the characters and then the full narration 
and then all the all the edits. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Editing. It's <laughs> especially if you have like an, where someone's audio isn't like clear or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's hard because like even with Kyle, I sent him my old mic. He lives like two hours away from me essentially. Mm. Um, so like I, I could have driven it up to him, but I was like, I'll just mail up this this stuff for you. And then so we get him set up and it's like, all right, I really don't feel like driving four hours round trip just to come up there and like finagle the cables around and set everything (laughs) up. So like when I sent it to him, I had like uh, the microphone set exactly as it needed to be. I I like explained him was like, this is the microphone arm and everything. This is what you need to use. This is how this will work. This is how you plug it in. This is the software you should download. This is how you can have it set. It's like, well, hopefully this works right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it can be hard, like working like remotely with people trying to like walk them through the setup, especially if it's not something they're yeah. familiar with. And if you're working with multiple people, it's mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the balancing is hard because you have to mm-hmm. take into consideration like their equipment may not sound exactly like someone else's. So you have yeah. to play around with that either through filters or to set the background music to where that kind of doesn't isn't really noticeable okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah anyway that, that's why i always <laughs> tell people not to go back and listen to our, like our first couple of episodes yeah well, the first dozen or so i was the only one with an actual microphone mm. nobody else had that most of them didn't have like audio like anything they could use on their computer like they didn't have a microphone they could plug into the computer to even talk over like skype or something so it was literally me sitting here recording like my local like desktop audio. And then I would start a, a chat through the Xbox on my like I would connect my Xbox, my computer to the Xbox chat. And so they'd be sitting in an Xbox chat and I'd be on my computer and we'd all be talking. But because of that, it records my audio locally, which is fine. But all of their audio is just one file. Hmm. So it's like I'm having to like I can't edit like, one person yeah. out over another. It was a nightmare. Luckily, yeah. we've sorted that out very quickly then. <laughs> yeah, that's how I, like, I, I actually did the first audiobook first at one point. And I did like all my own voices and stuff, which I didn't think I did too bad there. But the quality on my mic at the time, I I pulled it off the shop very quickly. <laughs> Put it that way. But uh, um, the like I, it's had so many pops and clicks and mm. stuff and it, it was just um i i try to mitigate that by i, <laughs> I actually <laughs> set it to like a am radio um filter so oh, it like yeah. takes out like a lot of the uh, uh wavelengths but mm. uh, yeah <laughs> it's still i had a so that's why i'm redoing it and like i've decided to go with this route which i know this route takes a lot more time but i think mm. most people except for like audiobook purists who just want to hear someone read the book is most people will enjoy this book i think <laughs> nice so. kind of circling back around to the writing like as yeah. you're writing your your books are you critiquing your your actual like writing skills themselves are you finding yourself going back and like adjusting things like the oh, way yeah. you wrote it out maybe yeah yeah like i some people will just like edit at the end. Mm. I, I like when I'm writing, um, especially if I take like a day off, I'll actually at least go back through the previous chapter. That's yeah, then, I did the exact same thing. Yeah, at yeah. least do that. Um, if not, sometimes I'll start like if 
few chapters even at the beginning again just to and then I'll see something there I want to kind of edit out and yeah so <laughs> it it takes longer that way probably but I think uh, it's more thorough at least. You think me. it helps it flow better maybe because yeah. you, you kind of get into the mindset you were in when you were writing. The yeah, chapters, exactly. So, yeah. That's, 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 that's another reason I like to do this because I like to know what the character is feeling instead of kind of mm-hmm. just trying to remember what they were doing or thinking at the, that time. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that definitely helps um, for nice. editing <laughs> on the writing <laughs> side. But other than that, you just have to go back and read through. I'm actually doing a few small edits again because I'm never happy with my work. <laughs> Honestly, I just I just edit it all the time. But I think these will be my last edits. Um, but yes. it's it's because I'm working with the audiobooks, and mm-hmm. so when you're doing that and you kind of read a line, you're like, oh, that tweaked to sound a little better. <laughs> so, oh, and. Oh, I almost, I almost, oh, I almost messed up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I just set up a, a cloud server and, oh, okay. um, I accidentally, like I deleted it from the cloud server, but it, <laughs> it was also synced with my, uh, laptops, uh, hard drive at the time. So. When I deleted it from the cloud server, it deleted it from my uh, <laughs> from my computer, oh, and yeah, I didn't realize that. And luckily, I was using uh, Google Drive before that, and I just deleted it off there like permanently. But they were right. able to uh, recover the data using uh, <laughs> data recovery software, I guess, because it was only like a week ago I deleted yeah. it from there. So, so I lost like maybe a day's worth. So uh, it's not that bad. Worse. Yeah, <laughs> like way worse. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I think we have it bad. Like, I, like I can't imagine losing that much. Fight. Yeah, like the worst we've ever had is like we'll record uh, like an episode of the podcast or whatever, mm-hmm. and like one person will lose like their audio just won't. It either maybe they ran out of space on their their hard drive, and so mm-hmm. like their uh, their local recording just doesn't. It just stops, and but we don't know it at the time because it just looks normal and then we get yeah. i go to download the file and it's like interesting everyone else has an hour of of audio and you have 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. and that's happened like three or four times maybe oh uh, really once wow. the uh the guest recorded the whole thing on his end as well so mm-hmm. i had i just used his and i edited my uh kyle's back in my coast oh, and wow. i was able to edit his audio back in i was like oh thank yeah. goodness uh the one time my audio just di- i don't know what happened I hadn't I so I record locally as well as through Zencaster here. Yeah. For whatever reason, neither of those worked. Like my local audio was just silent. It had like an hour and fifteen minutes or whatever, but there was no audio to it at all. Zencaster, the exact same way. I was like, this is bizarre. Cause my mic is never actually muted. Like if, if it's Yeah, because they like I keep they were it. obviously hearing you when you were speaking. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It made no sense. I was like, this is bizarre. And we skirted around, I forget what episode it was, but we skirted around it by me sitting down. It was just Kyle and I at the time, so we didn't have a guest at least. So it, it was him. I remember, I recorded it the next day. I remember basically what we talked about and what I said. So I sat down, listened to it, and I went back and I basically re-recorded what I had said the previous night. It was the weirdest, like, recording I've ever done. Because it was me, like, <laughs> t- 
talking as though like, yeah, we're having a live conversation. Yeah, you're answering yeah. questions you already answered. It was, but it was so bizarre. <laughs> I was like, this is going to sound insane. <laughs> and I went back and I was like, I guess it works. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the only other time was we had a guest on. I forget what episode this was too. But we uh, Kyle's audio got lost. And it was one, one episode where he was just particularly quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, all right, we don't, we can just like, he just doesn't need audio for most of this. It's fine. The podcast sounds fine for the most part until like 85% of the way through the podcast when he brought up a topic specifically, and that just shifted the entire discussion for the remainder of the episode. And I was like, I need you to hop on a call with me real quick. We're going to, I'm going to have you record this line. I just need you to say this and then I'll edit it into the podcast. And he's like, all right. So we did that. <laughs> and just even re-listening to it is hilarious because the cadence was so off by oh, yeah. I had to like adjust the gap where he, it would have been to give us more time. Like I had to add like a, a little bit longer gap in between like us yeah, talking yeah. to get him edited in. Yeah. I, and it's just I know funny. We're, we're like talking pretty quickly, like, oh, can you believe this? Can you believe this? And it's like him going like, Oh, did you see this? <laughs> like it just the, the tempo just slowed down immensely, then it's right back up. We're like, oh man. Yeah, that, that's one thing I I've had to do with uh, my my audiobook is like um like most of the people got their lines right, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason I got like a new headset so I could hear like uh, bad lines and like little uh, malfunctions mm-hmm. uh, within their audio, and so I'd come back and like oh I need a revision for this line. And, like, some people were okay with it, but then there are others that they would be doing, like, some voice. And I, I don't know for whatever reason they couldn't get <laughs> exactly back into character. Maybe their mic changed or something during that right. time. And so there's always, like, this little audio difference. So I would have to, like, for one one thing I did is uh, uh, it's between uh, two of these fours in, uh, in the book you're reading. Hmm. And so... Uh, instead of just like going straight through, I added like a part where she, she takes a pause, takes a drink, and that way it kind of kind of diffuses the the correct tonage, so it could be a little different <laughs> instead of just yeah. going from one tone to the next, just in se- sequence. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta get clever with the editing to make it flow better. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> Even that we did uh, for episode 52, our one year anniversary episode uh, for, I don't know why, but mm. I thought it'd be funny. I took it upon myself to make like a rap song intro for like a minute and a half long. It's not a <laughs> skill I have, right? Oh, really? <laughs> it's not. So I was like, this is going to be awful, but it'll be funny. <laughs> and so I, I did that. It, I, I, it took me no time at all to write down like lyrics for this. The editing was like six and a half, seven hours because oh, wow. it was it was something I wasn't used to, right? Editing music. It's not something I'm, I normally do. It's just I'm editing just people talking. And so I downloaded a uh, Reaper. Uh, it's a music editing software. Yeah, yeah. I had that maybe like 15 to 20 plugins for it. I was going down the list and uh, I watched this like four hour long tutorial on like how <laughs> Reaper worked and how these particular things worked. Uh, I just sat there for hours on end for like a week. Just like, all right, got this. Okay, let's tweak this in this way. How does he tweak this to make this sound better? Like, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm adjusting it on my end. 
for the longest time and then I'm listening to it final at the end. I'm like, it's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter how good the audio, the, the audio quality is. If the person making the sounds isn't very good at this, it's yeah. just what we're going to have. So, so uh, yeah. that's, that's one thing I, I don't try to make my own. Because um, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's no way it's going to sound good, but uh, no. I've no. used a three sounds. So there's, <laughs> okay. there's been a couple of sounds. Uh, especially one at the end, like it sounds really good. Like not to brag or anything, but <laughs> I, with that sound, uh, is so great because uh, there's like these, doom, 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 and then it gets a little faster. And there's one part like where candles are lighting up, so it goes whoosh, like on the beat, it goes. Choo, choo, oh, nice. choo. Yeah. So yeah, it it worked out really well, but it's hard to find those sounds because <laughs> because you're searching through like uh you type in like halloween music or something <laughs> like that and then you'll get like a lot of like uh i don't know more like party music and then just yeah. like kids halloween music. just like kind of like kooky like yeah. goofy sort of sound yeah. yeah yeah so to find like actual like theme and ambient setting uh sounds it's a little more difficult but I think I have like 450 sounds from three sounds right now. <laughs> so it's gonna, I don't know what the record is for audiobook, uh, individual sounds, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll contact Guinness and be like, hey, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> does this qualify? <laughs> that's, that's always something that's been frustrating to me is like being able to picture something like perfectly clearly, like crisply in my mind mm. and then not being able to translate it into whatever medium it is I'm trying to do. Like I can picture like a scene in my mind super clearly. And I know exactly how it is, but then putting it into words, it's like, how do I even describe this? Right? right. Or like, if it's like music or something, it's like, I don't know where to even begin to get this across or like sound effects. Like you were saying, it's like, I know what, what I want this to sound like. I just yeah. have no idea like where to even start by like finding the sound or yeah. making it. A lot of times like, it's just luck when you're looking for something yeah. else, you might see this sound and be like, Oh, that, sounds good i can use that later on for something else and just kind of save it and it keeps it's, like a log of what you downloaded so you can like credit mm -hmm. it properly but it's weird too like just the way they come up with some sound effects it's like oh i never would have thought of that like mm -hmm. i watched a video this is a couple of years ago i think for mortal Kombat, which is not a game i really i'm not a i don't play fighting games or anything um yeah. but i was like oh this is super interesting like how they make the sound effects and it's like this guy like crushing like oranges in a bowl or something for yeah. like gore splatter, <laughs> like they're cracking nuts for like broken bones. It's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. One, that's, one that's of the cool. sounds I used uh for the first chapter uh of the Ripper audiobook, you know, the scene where he's like tearing one apart, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so like there's like a spaghetti sound where he's like just like <laughs> uh, the guy's like going through spaghetti and like I, yeah. I, I'm assuming it's either wet or sauce sauce or something's in it but yeah. it's like super much like <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds really good I was like alright whatever that works <laughs> yeah it's just like it's crazy how some of these people come up with like special sound effects especially for like movies and stuff like I I've, this is years ago I don't remember how they even did it but like Star Wars in particular I remember them doing like all sorts of crazy things to make the different sound effects for for all of the movies. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, this is why you're doing that job and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool the artist. It's kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. But... <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, one of the other things I was going to ask you too, is like how frequently it's like, or do you experience like writer's block and how do you get out of that? Um, personally, I have not as of yet, not, not, not in the grand sense. Like I've Mm -hmm. had like a little detail, like, should I add this back in or something? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I haven't had a writer's block, especially with the second book, although I'm never doing a historical fiction book again, because <laughs> I don't like plotting that way. And so I had to constrain myself within like major events so I couldn't have him oh, going okay. off and doing something else if on this date he kills someone that's like, well, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's not what happened. And, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I, a good point. That'd be hard to yeah. work around. Yeah. So that was that was difficult, but <laughs> and then the research that was with it, like I had a research things. Like one thing uh, was a uh, like a cruise ship that came over around that time. So I tried to use like historical accuracy. Obviously, not for everything. Like there's yeah. no Silver Edge Tavern and whatever, but for like the, the major events, they mm-hmm. they happen on those dates at least so and then um i do use like a little you'll learn about that as why people don't remember the silver edge tavern and stuff <laughs> as you read on so <laughs> yeah. so i i kind of i you uh i guess you could say i kind of cheat it in that way by adding an element to um be able to create a more fantastical setting within the historical setting but i yeah. think it turned out okay so <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it so I, that's that's good yeah <laughs> it's i don't know it's interesting to me like i i didn't think about that in that way like having to like work around the specific times and everything like that to make any events to make sure it all like fits yeah. inside of itself yeah yeah it's there were some difficulties on that aspect but i got through it so <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever had like writer's block per se. Like, I feel like when I'm writing, things just kind of flow because like mm-hmm. I'm, in the, I'm in the zone. Like, I know exactly like where I'm at, where all the characters are supposed to be at. Right. Uh, I, I can kind of see like if people are writing something, they don't have like an ending. I don't, I don't know like how everyone else writes, but like maybe like in some cases, like, all right, I don't really know where I want to go with this, but I have a, like the basic concept and we'll just see how it goes. I can see maybe then. Why yeah. Happen. I don't know. Um, so, so that's, uh, like I was saying, I don't really plot things, but I will have like major events within my head. Like, uh, mm. so I know where the, I actually don't know where the story is going to end, but I know yeah. what it's going to end with, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, then there's also like a big halfway point, which I'm going to say will be, um, uh, Probably book eight to ten. Um, so the series as a whole is nice. probably going to be around twenty books. Is my it's my very ambitious. Around. Yeah. That's, that's cool. <laughs> so so that's that's the thought. But I think as long as you have like at least the ending to your book, or know what the ending should be mm-hmm. like, or pretty close to it, then um, I think for the most part you can get there. As long as yeah. you have like big events or something in your head, mm-hmm. an idea of where it's going. I think That's kind of what I did. I, I I have in my notebook, I have like important plot details, but mm-hmm. then I can just fill in along the way. Right. Sort of stuff. Yeah. 
I've, I think too, uh, like sometimes you not that they get held up, but like, uh, uh, you kind of flush it out more than you expect to. Maybe one of the, the series I read, I've been reading. He's he, originally the author's like, yeah, it might be like 15 books. And I think right now we're 17 books and he's like, yeah, we're about halfway done. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not that much. No, I, th- I think I can end it. And yeah. At least the overarching plot. Will within 20. I mean, not that I'm complaining. I'm, yeah. I get a lot of content out of this. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> well uh yeah so yeah, yeah that's that, that's the plan <laughs> yeah or it could be it's like a, uh the song of ice and fire like the game of thrones game of thrones series oh, yeah. i tore through those books i was like this is awesome he says the new one's coming out soon and this was mm. how many years ago at this point i'm like i don't think he's gonna finish this series <laughs> yeah i i that's that's what i strive not to do is mm. ever. like two years Actually, a year uh, is what the the long longest I want to put between books is one year. But then I have to you gotta think that I'm also doing audiobook and other stuff at the same time. So it's kind of hard to write more than one at the <laughs> in a year. So yeah. um, this next book is actually gonna be super long though. So I'm I'm hoping I can get it out by next year, but it's probably going to be one of the longer ones because this guy's story, The Desperado, mm-hmm. is very big and you get a lot of like war uh, and stuff within it. Um, <laughs> so it'll be the first time that you actually meet uh, a god. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I don't... Length... Book lengths, books being long is not an issue to me. I like reading. That's yeah. not a problem. The, <laughs> once, I don't know when I'm going to start it here. Like a friend of mine recommended, I read the Stormlight Archive, which is by Brandon mm. Sanderson. Yeah. Those are all like a thousand pages each. Some of them like, tw- like the newest ones, like 1200 or 1300 pages. I'm like, this is great. This is so yeah. much content. I love this. I'm, I'm currently working on the stand by Stephen King. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's on cut edition. So that's like nice. 1153 pages, so it's quite a bit too. <laughs> I wish he was better at wrapping up his stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I I would say The Talisman was a really good one, but he, mm. he co wrote that one, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I haven't read the second, their sequel story to it yet, because I'm kind of going through like the Dark Tower series and its related yeah. books. And, nice. Um, there's this guy on YouTube, the horror show. I don't know know his actual name, but that's their channel. Yeah. Um, they they have a pretty comprehensive list, so that's what I'm trying to do. But and I'm also trying to read ten books a year. But going through yeah. Stephen King's books while <laughs> doing all this other <laughs> stuff is kind of hard to get ten ten books. Uh, the link he has them at. So, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you, you do your best. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, this is what I was gonna ask. This is a bit of a side question. Okay. <laughs> do you ever do like a book signing or anything like that? Um, I haven't yet. Uh, mm. the only thing close to that I've done is someone requested me to send them the signed copy. So I, yeah. I did. I did do that. Um, That's cool. And they just sent me the money through PayPal, and then yeah. I just sent it over to them. So, nice. so yeah. yeah, I was curious because I, I don't. I've. I, when I worked at the university, we would get people that would call in and ask to do book signings and we'd have them at the, the student bookstore 
which was a Barnes yeah. and Noble. And oh. uh, it was, yeah, it was always cool. Like they'd come in, I'd chat it up with them. We had, I can't remember her name. This is this little girl whose dad helped her write the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I cannot remember what her name was. She was probably like eight or 10, something like that. And she did like a, like a local little newspaper. And then she wrote these books about this like uh, child detective, essentially. And hmm. uh, they were, they were, did really well. And she was so excited. I know she came in. She did like a a book signing. But then she also had like, like she did like a, she read through one of the books. just like 45 pages. Maybe it's like a children's book, right? Yeah. She read like an excerpt from the book. And then there was a lot of like her family was there. But then a number of other kids had shown up. And I was like, that's awesome. She has like a turnout people coming to see her and she gets to sign these books and everything it was really cool yeah I, I might try to do something like that um because i'm actually moving back to where i went to school at so mm. maybe i'm thinking of trying to do like a um maybe visit the library someday and that'd be cool like yeah and hopefully covid comes down again or stays <laughs> at least at the level it's out although it's not that great right now but yeah um so yeah, this is all pre-covid yeah. Uh, years, so, so yeah, that's 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 another reason I haven't done much is yeah. uh Barnes and Noble kinda shut that down for a while and um, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then local libraries for the most part were closed as well, especially for something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I was just curious because I know like my dad, he's a huge Stephen King fan. He has I don't know how many different autographed books by Stephen King. <laughs> oh wow. He's like I don't know. He's always it's not like he's gonna resell them. It's just he likes having them. He's like, this is cool. Like, this yeah. is I love these books and they're autographed by Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, one of the last questions I had was like uh, the actual process of like publishing your books. Was it? Did you have it? Mm-hmm. Like, what was your experience with that? Was it easier than you thought? More difficult? Like, um, I would say the way I went about it was pretty easy. After you like read for a little bit, like. Because uh, I read like a, I was studying it for like probably a month out before I actually went through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was de- I was tr- kind of trying to decide whether to cue publishers and um, editors and stuff to see mm-hmm. if they uh, wanted to do it traditionally, but I never actually got around to emailing anyone or emailing uh, mm-hmm. in my manuscript, so. I kind of just went it my own path because um, I, I I want full control over my yeah uh, I... writing um, mm-hmm. and especially with the subject matter I'm writing on um, uh, for the overarching plot. I know I'm sure a lot of uh, publishers would be skeptical about that because it might yeah. touch some people the wrong way. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So I, I did. Res- I can respect yeah. that. That's yeah. I totally understand having like wanting to have control of your work. I would. I would hate having people like with their fingers in what I'm working on. Yeah. Um, so I went my own path and then uh, wrote my story. Obviously, um, first time around, like I said, I did my own covers. You can look at the old ones <laughs> actually on the site if you want. Yeah, to look I like at it. I like that you added that. We can just slide it up and down. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Which cool. I d- I didn't think my second cover was too bad. I actually kind of like the hmm. more creepy nature, but the background was terrible. So <laughs> I was just like, yeah, just 
just redo it. I could have I could have worked with him more on the face, but I was like, yeah, that'll work because it's more Halloween theme yeah. too, because it has that little uh, background of how Halloween and Jack O' Lantern started. So, yeah. um, so I was like, yeah, this will work, and so I did that, and then so after I self published the first time, I hired him to do my artwork. Um, I got a editor to help me a bit. And then um, I had to decide if I wanted to go Amazon, uh, Drafted Digital, Smashwords, and I'm sure there's a few other ones that just not coming to my head right now because mm-hmm. I didn't pay too much attention to those. Um, and I settled on Drafted Digital because, um, well, I first went wide with them, which did okay, but again, you can't run. Um, promotions on Amazon unless you go direct with ebooks for them. So I eventually pulled my ebooks from them and put it on Amazon Direct, which I might go wide again maybe after a year on each book going direct with them. So I can at least build some reviews first during promotions, which I think will help. Um, which that's the that's the that's the hardest part of publishing is getting reviews as an independent author because. Okay. Because you're running advertisements, and I do get clicks, but it's uh, the ROI isn't that great because mm. I'm thinking it's more towards the review section because I think my covers kill it now, <laughs> and I don't think my blurbs are too terrible. So I'm going to have to say it's because of the uh, review quality. Like, there's only, I think, eight on the first book, maybe something like that, so... Yeah, and that's just, like, the hardest part. But then, yeah. Drafted Digital is a good company, though. Um, they actually format your ebooks for you. Um, so they'll do, like, okay. the inside uh, art and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's nothing fancy, but just for, like, the title headers and stuff. They'll have a little uh, graphic around it. And they yeah. do that for free, even if you don't that's publish cool. with them. So you can oh, nice. still use them. Publisher paperbacks through them, and they have a partnership with uh, Find Away Voices, which is okay. the audiobook company I'm using uh, as well. Okay. Yeah, so that's how that went. I guess that mostly answers it. <laughs> right. no, that's cool. It's it's interesting because like it seems like they're, it, like I, it's like anything like with, with the podcast here or any of the content we put out. It's like, how do you stand out? Like, obviously, it's a super saturated market. Like, mm. it's in general, like writing in general, obviously, like your specific genre and everything like that. But like, just in general, it's like so many people are trying to like get their voice out in podcasting or YouTube yeah. or like Twitch or writing. It's like, it's like, how do you stand out? You yeah. know, it's it's interesting. And then just getting started is a the process in and of itself. That's yeah. interesting, though. Yeah, I yeah, think... I think after I get a few more dedicated readers, I'll be okay. Um, Like I said, it's just the starting review point is very crucial. And Mm. that's why Amazon kind of has a grip on you, I guess I'll say, (laughs) for that, for the first few years. And then after that, you can kind of branch out. I think it's not much of a retail from there. Well, I'll be sure to leave a good review. I'm enjoying the book. Oh, once I, I hate, once I get book one, I'll, I'll read that and leave a review. Yeah, I hate going through Amazon though. Honestly, it's, hmm. it's Amazon, but 
that's that's I mean I guess they did kind of corner the ebook market pretty early like years ago so I I, I <laughs> like that they've gone full circle and that they started out as like a book company then they yeah. got into like the like everything company and now they're like we're gonna open up a physical bookstore we think that's the future it's like wh- what okay oh are they I never even heard that yeah they have a I think they have at least one. I'm, I'm sure they have more, maybe. Uh, oh, wow. in, I'm thinking New York, probably. Oh, yeah. Okay, I could see that. Like, New York City or something. Um, yeah. Didn't they buy, like, uh, Whole Foods, too, I think? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, yeah. They're coming everywhere. <laughs> Amazon Books is a chain of retail bookstores. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, didn't even know they opened in 2015. It blows my mind. I thought this was like two years ago. <laughs> they have 24 stores. Holy crap. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? The more you know. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> I wonder if they probably just do traditional publish, I would think, for the most part. Maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was curious about your process because I, I know I read up on it at one point where um, people are saying like, yeah, you know, maybe try and like submit like short stories or like something like few, like what would amount to be like two chapters, essentially submit that to like magazines or things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause it, it helps get your name out. People associate that with you and like you put that out or you put out like a free book, like a short novella or something. And that mm-hmm. way people like you have your actual books, but you put those out for free and it's like, Hey, you know, if you enjoyed my writing here, come check out my website or check these books out. These are books I've written. And it's kind of like you're giving people a taste for free and it gets them in the door. And it's like, oh, but this is like what I'm these are the stories I'm really passionate about yeah. and what I'm really investing myself in. Which which is another thing. Mm-hmm. You're not actually allowed to put your book on Amazon for free. And uh, interesting. Except for the promotion period, which is um or if you do, I think they charge you something, but I'm pretty sure you can only go down to 99 cents for like the majority of stuff. Except you're not going okay, which, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what your take on that was. Cause I was, like I said, I was like, it makes sense. Cause I have like a, I don't know where you like, how you come up with like your ideas. Like a lot of mine, like I have one where I, I did. And I was like, it, I, it's just a dream I had. And I woke up and I was like, oh, shoot, I got to write this down. Yeah. I pull out my phone. I, I opened up the notes, the, the notes yep. section on my iPhone. And I sketched out like the layout of the dream. I wrote down all the notes of what happened. I was like, whew, now I won't forget. And then I went back. I fell back asleep. <laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of stuff comes from my dreams as well. Like, yeah. I do that same thing. Like I'll wake up after like, because a lot of times like, I have panicked bit, trying bit to remember dreams. everything. <laughs> yeah, because some sometimes uh, you can't remember everything, but mm-hmm. um, you'll you'll have a uh, you'll have a decent um, decent idea. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause so, that wait that sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say that that particular case that where I, the one I woke up and did that. Uh, I think it's just, I think I just called it the bridge or something where I never actually finished writing it, but it would be like mm-hmm. a short like chapter or two at most sort of thing. And I was like, this is perfect. Like this is the type of thing I'd, I'd, I could write, put out for free and use that as like uh, getting my foot in the door sort of thing. Or like see, right. like test the waters with this, see what happens. Yeah. One of my future books, like for the most part, I just take like elements of my dreams and mm-hmm. like kind of add them into my other stories. 
Yeah. But I think I have like one book that I'll do. But this will be, I want to say, in the second half of the series. Um, or maybe it'll just be like a after the series finishes. I, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but I have a like pretty good idea. I think go with that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was one of the things I was the the writing I do for like the podcast descriptions is, mm. is set within the same universe as like the main, like a uh, concept I've been working on. Mm. I was like, this is, I like this because this gives me like a, a way out. Like I, I like the idea of being able to focus on more than one thing at a time or like having the side stories, like sort of like a, a relief of pressure as opposed to like working on like a main story. Not that I'm like that far into it, but I like ha- giving myself that option early on where it's like, all right, enough of this serious nonsense. Let's go over back to these, these idiots over here and all <laughs> the, the shenanigans they're getting caught up with. Like it's, I like, I don't know. I, I, I actually, I don't know why I thought about it and like so far in advance, but I was like, this is good. I should do yeah. this now. Set the stage, give myself a way out. Mm. Like, do you ever, have you ever thought about like doing like something unrelated to like your series? At the um, same time, working on your series, or you just fully invested in what you were doing. For the most part, I think it's more of the series. Um, yeah. I mean, I do blogs every once in a while. Like, I do one to two blogs a month, but that's usually oh, okay. just like uh, my life or something that relates to. It. Like, sometimes I'll review like a book or talk about something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. For the most part, I just. I'm just focused on my stories because I mean, that makes sense too. It yeah. keeps you in the right headspace. So you're not like losing focus on what it is you're doing. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just really excited to get them out. Um, the next book I'm excited about. And then like, um, none of my books, I want to say, well, they all have like, all books have like some sort of meaning you can draw from them or whatever. Sure. But, um, yeah. um so the next one doesn't have a like super underlining meaning, but um, the the fourth one is there's there's definitely a theme to that one, which mm. it gets it, it's gonna be a more sad story, um, but it'll it'll still be within the fantasy setting. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I want that one out, and then there's uh. The, the Dream Herald is a future book probably towards like eight or seven, eight or nine, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, something <laughs> like that. Um, but um, there's some elements I want to discuss in that too. So, nice. Cool things. I was just like, huh, maybe this is for, maybe this is this reason. And um, I guess I could say something about it. So, um, so I always thought, like, uh, um, if if religion isn't, or if there aren't gods or whatever, then um, yeah. people see, like, ghosts and stuff. So uh, no one still this idea. I'm going to write it down regardless of who <laughs> or not. But uh, so um, I always thought, like, people see these ghosts and things. Maybe they're, like, seen across the multiverse and to, like, a different uh, universe and just seeing, like, shadows of other people from those universes and yeah so that's kind of gonna be a concept in that one um, nice. 
because she kind of like travels through uh, these multiverses in her dreams, which is yeah. uh, where the Dream Herald idea comes from. So <laughs> nice, yeah. Because I know on your website you have the Dream Herald and then uh, Reaper's Emergence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you have you have those in like your future releases. Yeah, so those were actually pre-made covers. I don't buy those anymore, but those ones really stuck out to me as looking good, especially the, they both they fit the art style I mm-hmm. have anyway, so um, I wasn't like against keeping them. Um, <laughs> and I, I drew, I definitely drew inspiration from the uh, Reaper's Emergence cover. Um, so I, I kind of got drew to that one. Uh, well, you haven't read Afterworld, yeah, but no, I mean, I, it's supposed to get here. Uh, what's today? Fifth? Tuesday. Yeah. So, but I think you, I think you, uh, have you got to the part where uh, he meets? Well, you said you're on the fourth chapter or something. Uh, I think something like that. Yeah. Okay. Then you you got to the part where he met with Lilith already, right? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, then. Uh, I just work. finished like the flashback regarding like his his wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then uh, you know where he was talking about that alpha thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a big element in the first book, which I'm not going to say too much about it since you haven't read it. But um, there's a uh, like a uh, trying to think Roman numerals, and so oh, okay. um, you'll see that on the. Book cover of the Reaper's Emergence, which uh, I already had that idea, but then it gave me an idea to, which really plays into the third book, um, yeah. and it deals with like uh, items that uh, someone crafted and will have like markings on them. So nice. yeah, yeah. Try not to spoil. I'm just gonna give you a <laughs> general idea. <laughs> I I like. I like where you're going with it though too. Cause I, one of the things that always draws me into the stories and the, any sort of like, uh, I don't know any, any sort of story or anything like that is like lore. Mm. Like even there've been like TV shows that I've watched where it's like, okay, on the surface, this is cool. And then I look into it. Like I might not be caught up like entirely in the show or might've missed something. Or like, maybe it's like, uh, they have like, comic books or like other book like any sort of other media that's not directly tied in with the the show itself right and like i sit there and i'll just read up on like wikipedia or like the 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 show's like wiki page or whatever and it's like oh my god like i just sit there and i just read through like all of the different like stories and stuff on the wiki page like about the characters and uh-huh. like all the side characters and all like the background of the world and everything I'm like i get so invested in like the lore any like world that any like creative world that has like all this lore draws me in so much i'm like i guess one yeah. because it's a ton of content but also it's like it you can get so in depth with what's going on it's like oh man this is crazy yeah. that's that's why the like i said the third book's gonna be so so much longer because you get like a sense of what happened um because this character will actually be even before the ripper so he's even farther back in time but he's also mm-hmm uh on a different planet so yeah interesting yeah so it's awesome. kind of, yeah. Well, i look forward to it 
I look forward to reading book one after I finish book two and then <laughs> yeah. I'll move on to book three. <laughs> yeah. So you, you picked a good reading order. So. <laughs> right. yeah. I, was, I was reading it. I was like, I really hope I'm not screwing up book one for myself here. Yeah. I, just, I wanted to, I, I felt bad. I was like, I wanted to read, I wanted to read like your book before I had you on. I was like, I had, I, it's kind of rude not to. Plus I'm, yeah. it's, it's a book. I get to read it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, it's got delayed by like three days. I was like, dang. All right, I guess I'll get the digital version of book two. Here we go. <laughs> That's cool. Man. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I yeah. didn't have any other questions to ask you. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrapped up here. Um, I don't know. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, good question. I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> just make sure you uh, review your indie authors, people. That yes. Because <laughs> it that's like the thing that helps people most. It's reviews. Word of yeah. mouth helps too. Yeah, that too. Spread the spread those, the good word. Those two things are what drive success for any author. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Um, but other than that, I guess I can plug my stuff. Real yeah, quick. go ahead. Absolutely. Um, so I did mention the website at the start, which is nextlifeuniverse.com. The only other real thing you should know is my Twitter, which is at nextjamesrobert. But I do have a little Facebook presence, um, which you can search uh, Next Life Universe or Next James Robert on there, and you'll find me either way. And if you want, you can go to Amazon or Goodreads and find me there. So under nice. the author section. So. Well, links will be in the description too. So we'll make sure we'll make it nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Man. I really appreciate you coming on. This is fun to chat. Yeah, it was it was fun talk. So awesome. I enjoyed it. Appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and everyone can go check out deadjesterproductions.live it's our website it's got links to all of our stuff um we got new uh merch design coming probably within like two weeks something like that in the process of working on that so that'll be fun um but yeah awesome thank you again for coming on man this is a ton of fun yeah no problem thanks for having appreciate it (laughs) thank you thank you and thank you everyone for listening definitely go check out his work i'm really enjoying i'm really enjoying book two i you know what Start at book two. Go then go to book one. That's the default order at this point. <laughs> I'm laying down the law. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, James, for coming on. We'll see everyone next time. Bye. Take care. <laughs>